0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon podcast. I'm Perry and your host, and I am so excited to have sitting down with me two very esteemed guests. <laughs> they looked like they weren't so sure about that. Um, Mark and Sherry Carter from uh, the old Carter Whiskey Company. Welcome onto the show, guys. I'm so happy to have you all here. Perry, it's my pleasure, and
1: my wife's pleasure to be here you know i'm mark i'm mark carter i i I think i have the lower voice but but we'll see in a minute so
2: thank you perry for having us
0: absolutely thank you all so much for being here so the the way that this kind of came about well first and foremost mark uh uh, sent me a friend request on facebook the other day and i was like oh my gosh that's the old carter whiskey guy
2: (laughs) and he's very friendly
0: and it just and it just so (laughs) happened that um and I, I, I had asked, you know, do you guys want to come on the show sometime soon? And I go, when, are, when are you going to be in in Lexington next?
1: And it just so happened that we were coming out. It was two days
0: two after days. we we exactly. communicated, which was just extremely serendipitous. So, uh, no better time, no better way for that to happen. We're sitting in the uh, the Old Carter Whiskey Tasting Room in Justin's house Suburban currently, which I you guys had a huge hand in uh, in. Not just a huge hand, but this was your baby, basically, putting
1: all of this together. Yeah, it was uh, – actually, we met uh, the just, uh, Justin's uh, a couple of years back. In fact, we met him at a uh, bourbon mafia uh, with the uh, – we had the inauguration of the first brand that we had. And they were there, and we hit it off, and they, uh, we told them if they ever got to California to come see us in the wine country – and uh, sure enough, a few years later, uh, we get a, a kind of a call that they're coming down the hill, and they're going to be in uh, <laughs> Napa Valley. <laughs> and Sherry goes, who are these guys?
2: <laughs> That's not entirely true. Close. <laughs> but she
1: Sloan really liked Sherry right off, and you know, JT, and we got along really great. And their uh, actual van, they were bringing back some bourbon and from the West Coast and dropping some off, and... Um, it broke down, and they were there for three weeks <laughs> in Napa Valley, and we got to be family, basically.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So, when I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, when Justin's was opening, they said, What do you guys want to do here? Right? And w-
1: this was just kind of your vision. Well, w- you know, we were thinking about having a, a clubhouse for, you know, maybe doing some memberships and ambassadorships for Old Carter, and we might need a nice little house that we could have where people would come and, you know, and we could entertain. And they said, well, you know, we're looking for a commercial building to put this little kind of shop in with, the, you know, these uh, old dusty bottles. You know, maybe we can do something together. And so we shifted gears and uh, started looking for a commercial building. And in one day, we found this building, and we put an offer in on it, and we bought the building.
0: And it's a beautiful old building. And if you guys have never been down to Justin's House of Bourbon, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, Of course, located in Lexington, Kentucky, over on Jefferson Street. And uh, yeah, definitely stop by. It's a great time. Um, But anyway, we're not necessarily here to talk about Justin's House of Bourbon. We're here to talk about the old Carter Whiskey Company. And... Let, let's let's kind of start from the very beginning. So let, let's talk first and foremost about how you all got into
1: whiskey. How did you guys get into drinking bourbon? Sherry sure, got me into bourbon, actually, even <laughs> though my really? grandmother on uh, my side, on my dad's side, is from uh, Somerset, Kentucky. So I think it's in our DNA, actually, okay. you know, the, the whiskey part. But I didn't drink a lot of whiskey. I was drinking a lot of wine. Yeah. And in, I was uh, a
2: Manhattan drinker when Mark met me.
1: Maker's <laughs> Mark, because it had my name in it, and she was always thinking <laughs> of me.
2: It's about, what, 17, 18 years ago?
1: That is correct. Yes. So uh, you started
2: it's all my fault
1: Yes, (laughs) in the best way, right? She's a bad influence on me. I was really very, very sweet. You know, Uh my wife is the same (laughs) way. So don't worry. (laughs) So I think that was the beginning about 20 years ago or 18 years ago uh, when we started started doing Manhattans. And then we worked our way through and got to know people. And I was lucky enough to have a winery in Napa Valley. And uh, I was making wine for other people looking for, we do Custom Crush, for because uh, we have a very small brand called Carter Sellers makes about 2,000 cases, but uh, over the years, we were able to buy a a winery, and the winery can make 25,000 cases, so we make about 23,000 cases for other people at our winery, and at the beginning, when we bought the winery, we were uh, looking for Custom Crush clients, because without that, we were Mm -hmm. losing quite a bit of money every month, and so we wanted to stop that. And so I went out and talked to all my friends that had inns and taverns and said, we could make some wine for you. <laughs> and uh, one of them just so happened to be here in Kentucky and had a, an inn they've had for 100 years. And I've known um, uh, Chuck Dedman and uh, his son, Dixon, and Dixon wanted me to make uh, some wine for his tavern, a little red wine, a little white wine. And I said, well, we could do that. But your dad told me a story a long time ago that you guys used to make bourbon. <laughs> and we should do that instead, I think. You know, bring your brand back. And so that that night uh, down in uh, Austin, Texas, we decided a to hatch the plan to start making bourbon again. And we just fell in love with it. We fell in love with Kentucky and all the people here. And so, you know, we have now so many friends here. And uh, Sherry can tell you a little bit more, uh, you know, that – When that brand sold, uh, we basically uh, weren't done. We didn't want to be done. And so Sherry ends up, you know, saying, you know, uh, I want to continue. I said, well, we can do it again. We can start (laughs) our own brand. We'll be old Carter.
2: (laughs) 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 Because I'm old and you're Carter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, as the designer of the package and being very involved, of course, in what's inside the package, uh, you really feel like it's a baby. It's a child. Absolutely. So um,
3: yeah.
2: we're very, very attached to all of the all of our children here. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, yeah, so I did all the package design and label design. Um, the horse on our label is actually the original woodcut is here in the room with us. Oh my gosh. So that's a woodcut that I created about 20 years ago, and it happens to be the first piece of artwork that... Mr. Carter, purchased from me while he was, I think he was stalking me outside my art studio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: Maybe. <laughs> you guys clearly have that story down to a T, by the way, because it uh. sounds like you've rehearsed it a couple of times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we live it every day, Perry. It's still happening. Uh.
0: So are you a, a graphic de- graphic designer and artist by trade then? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I much. do
2: actually. Be, ah. Yeah. Uh, The um, paintings are mine. Okay. Great. um, Yes.
0: We need to take some. I'll I'll post some pictures as well on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter of the artwork that's in here too, so people can see um, what it is actually that we're we're talking about. But yeah, I'm also a graphic designer, so that's why
2: it kind of piqued my interest. As a designer, Mark was my client for a while oh, I, was, okay. I
1: was really a great client too i never changed my mind it was yeah
2: <laughs> not
1: even once my contract, never wow okay my
2: contract grew exponentially <laughs> as as he was my client i had to keep i adding. taught
1: i taught her a lot yeah
2: <laughs> change orders became very expensive
0: so did you do the the
1: design work for the owl
0: packaging too then
2: i did mm-hmm
1: and all all of the labels wow. for the winery too. She's, okay, she's done the Carter Cellars, the Envy Wine, the ancillary Wine. So uh, we keep her pretty busy. Yeah, no label kidding. Label designs, and all well, the artwork.
0: I I have to ask then, since we're on the topic of it, um, inspiration-wise, because you know Kentucky Owl, as we were saying, was a a revived brand. What were you looking to for inspiration when you were creating that um, that package design?
2: Uh, well, out. actually, um, Dixon had a beautiful and still has a beautiful print of the original label. Mm-hmm. And so it was always our goal to uh, maintain the um, the the very cool integrity of that original label, but bring it into a more contemporary feel. And, you know, it was very basic, obviously. The techniques and printing processes of at that time were very simple, but, uh, but gorgeous. And we loved the elements that were on the label. Absolutely. So we just wanted to enhance it and kind of bring it to... Uh, to today's times.
0: I, I got to say, I, I've always been such a fan of the design work of not just Kentucky Owl, but um, the old Carter labels too. So being able to sit down with you is actually really, really cool for me.
3: Thank you.
2: <laughs> and
0: being Thank a design you. nerd as well. I mean, it's just, it's just really nice.
2: I um, should add actually then that the um, a big inspiration for the old Carter label, uh, we really wanted to pay tribute to Mark's family from Somerset. Mm-hmm. And um, really have something on the label that had to do with a sense of working the land, and so I and you know as a designer you go through yeah. several you know versions of things. So I started out and I was I was know. doing all yeah. these renditions yeah. of you know I was trying to do a horse with a plow with a guy behind it, but I wanted to make it look like an etching. So I was running it through all these filters right, right. And, and working trying to come up with something that was very. Um, Vintage looking, but conveyed what we were the the message we were trying to get across. Everything just looked really contrived and really forced. Sure. And then we kind of remembered that I had had this series, this woodcut series. There are four or five more in the in the series. All workhorses. Um, I grew up in northeastern Ohio, and workhorses okay. were a big part of my landscape, right, so to speak, uh, growing up. And so um, we remembered this woodcut and. Dropped it into the design, and it actually had the full original background that you can see in the right on the wall. And even with the full background and with the typeface, it was like, yes. "That's it." So my hair just stood
3: up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you oh, know, I know
2: how know exactly what you're talking about. So um, yeah, so cleaned it up, and then that just that horse to me just besides the other layers that it it means between Mark and myself, it just it symbols. You know, it's such a symbol of that. Like Absolutely. Strength, power, earthiness, and kind of authenticity. Yeah,
1: you on know, the back, you know, we, we even uh, give a little uh, tribute to Somerset where my uh, grandmother and uh, their family were from. And they were farmers, and they used to, the, you know, for wheat, corn, rye, and they used to use a horse, you know, like that. Right. So, to till the land, so.
0: Did you spend much time in Somerset?
1: No, not much. We've been down there a few times doing a lot of, you know, kind of looking back at the history and seeing, you know, what they did, where they lived at. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: They so. left Somerset after Prohibition because they were chasing oil. Yeah. <laughs> there was not many
1: jobs, you know, after Prohibition to for the wheat, corn, rye. Uh, so at that exact same time, uh, there was a big oil rush out to California, and they went to Bakersfield, and that's... Where my father was born, and then we—I uh, was born up in Humboldt County, believe it <laughs> Well, we
0: we have all five of the offerings. Yep. Of Old Carter whiskey on the table,
1: so I I say let's. We'd love to have you try something. these and see what you think. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So I'll I'll let you lead the tasting. Um, where should we begin,
1: then? I, I think uh, the bourbon is always the best one to start sure. with. It's uh, the softest uh, to speak of. Okay. Well, the color on it is
0: magnificent. It's such a deep amber color to
1: it. This was really fun putting together. We uh, had 30-some you know, attempts and blends uh, to <laughs> put this together. It is 13 different barrels. Wow! And uh, uh, 20, uh, about 20 gallons, roughly from each of the barrels. Mm-hmm. What's the proof on it, by the way?
0: i It's 108.9. The nose is a lot softer than I would anticipate for a for a, a, a bourbon <sighs> that high proof.
1: And one of the things we do is everything we've ever made has always been barrel proof. Never cut, never filtered, also.
0: That is delicious.
2: Thank
0: you. Absolutely. It has a it has a real rich sweetness to it as well, which you don't Thank find you. on a whole lot of um, bourbon, especially at that high of proof. Um,
1: but my goodness, that is absolutely delicious. Thank you, Perry. Um, you know, that's what we're always looking for. We're always looking for, you know, that richness, mm-hmm. that sweetness, yeah. that depth. And that's, that's what uh, we're chasing all the time.
0: <laughs> so as primarily wine drinkers, I would – correct me if I'm wrong in that. Are you primarily a wine drinker? I'm not. Well,
1: yes, Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like both. I do. I I love big red wines. Right. Big, rich red wines. Cabernet is what we specialize in. uh, You and Trey (laughs) Zahler.
0: So how how has being um, a wine drinker influenced the way that you have approached the craft behind your whiskey then?
1: That's a great question. You know, uh, being uh, also a winemaker in Napa Valley.
3: And um, maker too, yeah. yeah.
1: And we've we've been fortunate enough. We have great vineyards and it really uh, starts with great grapes and great vineyards to make great wine. And um, we've been doing it for over 20 years now in Napa Valley making uh, wines. And one of the vineyards we have is uh, this vineyard called Toclon, which is has more hundred points than any vineyard in the world. And we got on there, and, you know, um, since we've been making the wine from there, these powerful wines, we also learned all about barrels. Now, we use French barrels, you know, for great Cabernet in Napa Valley, um, but we use different uh, levels of toast, not charred, but toast. But... The barrel has so much influence too, and the wood has so much influence on the wine that we really wanted to bring that out when we started making the bourbon ryes and whiskeys, how important the wood is with that also. So, And in blending, we blend a lot of the red wines to make our greatest wines. And so we found out that if you have some great parts, to blend those parts, you can even make even a great, greater, you know, either bourbon or wine or rye or whiskey.
2: And I'd like to add, I think one thing that's important about Carter Sellers Wines is that they are vineyard-designate wines. So even though they're all Napa Valley Cabernets, they're coming from different sites in the valley, and they really do show the characters of those places. So I think over the years, you develop a kind of a, um, a... sense a sensory library of of smells and 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 textures sure that are attached to those different sites and when a winemaker can make wine that truly illustrates uh, the place that that grape was grown to me that's the highest form of the art of winemaking if they can keep those expressions unique so i feel like we came to you know the whiskey world with a clear sense of having things that are unique and the how how wonderful that can be, yeah. you know, making something that's truly like making a painting.
1: Right. For us also every year in winemaking is a different year. It's all about, you know, of course. The, the weather and of Mother Nature. And so each year is totally different, which we love. You try to make the best from what the vintage gives you. Um, and we were, were so impressed by what that was. We wanted to do the same thing with our our bourbons, ryes, whiskeys that each one is unique. We did not ever want to make a, the exact same, you know, uh, bourbon each year. We wanted to make something unique that was, you know, that really kind of, you know, spoke to us. You know, we well, said, well, we don't. We're never going to be huge. We want to make individual flavors that we love. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk about too the the blending process because you touched on it a little bit, um, but you said this is a blend of thirteen barrels. That is correct. Yep. What went into selecting those barrels? Um, was it
2: a lot of tasting?
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it a, a combination of? tasting them individually and blend by blend or what what was just it expand a little bit on that too
1: well I'll sh- well, let sherry do a little bit of that too because she's we, we do it together we are really and we have our certain strengths but which I think together m- makes for a great uh, make, you know flavor profile and uh, aromatic profile
2: so, so go ahead so we always we always start by tasting through the individual barrels of course right. and Every then, barrel. um then it it literally just becomes a game of let's try this combination this combination this combination and so on and so forth yeah and um you know you you, you know what each barrel s- feels and tastes like by itself and then it's like cooking you know you're you're yeah. looking for notes like mm-hmm. what note does this if we know this barrel has these qualities and we're looking for that so let's try adding this Let's add some of this and then let's add this ratio of it. I mean it's very um it's very painstaking and it's absolutely. very intense and sometimes it comes together quickly and sometimes it takes longer.
0: So it's not just taking each individual barrel, dumping them all together and saying, There you go, you're you're
3: absolutely picking not. and
0: choosing. so so do you even get down to say maybe a one to two ratio of, you know, how much you pull from a barrel it's all or different. Yeah. They're all different. Yeah. So that must be even more exhausting than it's,
2: it's intense. <laughs> Let's just put it this way: I'm very happy when it's in the bottle. I, <laughs> I would imagine so. It's like the baby's in bed now.
0: I'm still loving on the the bourbon, by the way. Well, um, I've got you. a little thank bit left of it, but um, you.
2: and I think you're going to see with the two ryes that we will pour. Um, Mark was talking about our individual preferences, and I'm always looking for aromatics and complexity and layers and um Mark I, I, loves, loves.
1: I like power. <laughs> I like you know finish. I like <laughs> long finishes, you know. I, I like that richness, deepness.
2: We darkness, both caramel, we, you we know. We both meet th- in in the realm of definitely we want that wonderful creamy viscosity. Absolutely. And that mouthfeel. And it has it. That's the texture that we're always striving for.
0: One of the things that I didn't um point out too and i i thought i'd as i was thinking about this i found it interesting that you know this is a product coming from winemakers as well the legs on the glass as well were so long and it just so slowly decaying thank you absolutely yeah what
1: we love you know that that thickness that mouth feel that roundness is always you know the same way in a wine You know, you can handle a a bigger wine. Some of ours are between 15 and 16 um, alcohol levels, which a lot of people think are pretty big for wine. But if they have all the stuffing in the wine, you know, that balance, the flavor, the extraction, you don't taste just alcohol. And the same thing we feel with actually high-proof, you know, bourbons, rice, and and, uh,
2: whiskeys. It's something you have to work at. They oh, don't just course. roll out like that. <laughs> 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 so
1: all of them have, a, you know, quite a bit of age on them. Everything we do, too, with the, with I the should add,
2: yeah, these, this uh, bourbon is a combination of nine and eleven year old barrels.
1: Okay. okay, there
0: you
2: go. Mostly eleven year old. But it does not have an age statement on it. I that.
1: was I was curious as to you know what the age was. Some, on of some of that was nine, and I you know I don't feel right putting an age statement. Really at this point, anything under ten. So that okay. And with that nine, with, with the the barrels that were nine, uh, it would have to be called nine.
0: Well, we'll we'll get more to talking about age statements too as we work our way up through the um, through the cool. line. Uh, but as we're doing that, the next pour is the rye, correct?
1: Yes. 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 And so this will Rye that we had produced, which is batch
3: one. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> making making an old Carter suicide over here on the I was side. gonna say, I thought that's
0: what was going on. A new blend.
3: So, yeah. It's delicious.
0: <laughs> right right off the bat, I mean I mean, you, you can immediately, of course, tell the difference between what what we just had, which was the bourbon, and now this first batch of rye. I mean, it, it immediately, of course, you can tell the distinction just in um you know, the mash bills and everything because, you know, rye has that spicier profile. It has more of those kind of clove and um, mint notes to it as well. But I've, I've also noticed recently that I've been on a bit of a rye kick. So this has, I would say, on the nose, everything that I am
1: looking for in a rye in terms of profile. And it is a, a 95% rye. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> as is batch two. Fantastic. So these two batches, um, actually, are they share everything except for the blend. Mm. Same mash bill, same age.
1: That's why uh, this will be, should be really fun to compare. To absolutely. The two. Absolutely.
2: Would you like to hear the story of the two batches?
0: I would love to hear the story of the two batches, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a good one. So uh, we were doing the blend for the rye, and Mark and I came up with two blends that we both enjoyed greatly. One of them I liked and one much. I liked. And one Mark liked <laughs> very much. And we just couldn't decide which one to settle on. Mm-hmm. So we decided to take it to the popular vote. And so we started uh, gathering our, our friends around and, and doing some blind tastings. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Well, much to our dismay, there was no help out <laughs> there. It
1: was a 50-50 split.
2: I was expecting that. Was, I was fully expecting that. It was that. a darn 50-50 split. So it was, it was very unhelpful. And uh, our final panel actually happened to be the Justins. Ah, and there you go. it was very cute. And Justin Thompson.
1: He liked one. He
2: was tasting them. And,
1: and Justin Sloan liked the other one. Of course he right. did.
2: So Justin <laughs> still Thompson. No,
1: still no help, but Justin Thompson.
2: Says to Mark.
1: You want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> I said, well, I want the good news. He says, well, they're both great. Why don't you just put both <laughs> of them out? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we said, hadn't thought about that. He said, the
2: good news is there is no bad news. <laughs> there you go. They're both, they're, they, they're both good. So he said, uh, yeah, do them both. And so he said, great idea. So off they went to, to uh, be bottled, and um, they were put in two tanks, ready to go. And unbeknownst to us, which one was batch one or batch two, which one was mine or which one was Mark's. So now this is our favorite party game. <laughs> which ride do you like better? <laughs> so,
0: so can you tell now though? Oh, because which, which is which? Yes, you'll
2: have batch
1: yeah. two you'll, now. you'll you'll be able to tell. Okay, too. so All we'll
0: right.
2: we'll just let you we'll just let you enjoy both of them.
0: Well, I'm certainly enjoying batch one. Um, it is incredibly full bodied, and there there is something really. I'm trying to pick out exactly what it is but there's something really kind of almost baked goods to it uh, on the middle of the palate as it kind of lingers towards the finish um, that I find really enjoyable. Um, I'm, I'm big on, so I, I always kind of say Elijah Craig is what I imagine bourbon should taste like. It has always kind of been my benchmark for what bourbon should taste like. And part of that, flavor profile too is that baked goods note that I pick up in there so when I find that in other places I'm always pleasantly surprised and here I am with this finding that baked goods note and I'm pleasantly surprised by it so this is y'all are two for two so far
2: (laughs) (laughs) and we're just getting started yeah no kidding
0: no kidding so let's let's talk a little bit too about um your your experience with Kentucky Owl and how that helped you to, um, you know, understand what went into creating... Well, I think Dixon's described Kentucky Owl as being a super premium brand, right? Would you identify Old Carter as a super premium brand? Yes. Okay. Same, same spot. So what kind of lessons did you learn in reviving Kentucky Owl with Dixon that went into you building the old Carter brand as well.
1: Go ahead, honey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I I guess you would call them lessons, but I think, um, you know, it was just such a a wonderful process and it was extremely creative. And um, I think all of us were, you know, finding our way. We all knew what we liked and um, we all had had our share of spirits. So I think we had a good you know, working library and a collective palette that we could draw from. Certainly, Dixon has a vast experience of years and years of uh, whiskey tastings in his yeah. establishment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think it was just a really fun collaboration. And we certainly, um, you know, I think it was just, we always just really looked at it like a really fun project. Sure. I mean, it wasn't – we didn't have an agenda. We didn't have a plan at all.
3: <laughs>
2: we, just, we just wanted to make really delicious bourbon.
0: And I think that's the best way to approach it, too, is that, you know, it, bourbon can be so fickle. Whiskey can be so fickle. So if you go in it, it, into that process with an open mind mm-hmm. – you're bound to not be disappointed
2: we didn't know how much we were going to do a year we didn't know what the blend was going to be we right we had no agenda literally
1: yeah. we just wanted to make great bourbon and you know that's that was the whole thing you know just like making great wine mm-hmm. if you're going to do something we uh, i was taught in any way that if you're going to do something do it right my that's what my father told me and uh, do it the best you can and uh you know, then you don't ever have to say, you know, really, I'm I'm sorry. You know that I I've done what I'm you know best I could, and I I love what we do, and I hope you enjoy it. No
0: re- no regrets. No, no I regrets. wish that I had done this that and the it other. No,
2: and something that's interesting actually, and I hadn't even thought of this until now, is that we had um, we had put up some rye, but we we had not even started working with it. It wasn't ready, mm-hmm. and so for us to pick up. Um, to start this brand by launching a rye first was really fun for us yeah. because this was new territory. And, um, you know, so blending that those first two batches was extremely exciting for the two of us.
0: Well, especially a, a
1: 95% rye. Yes. Because there aren't a whole lot of those on the market. No. Yeah, a lot of people think that's going to be just huge spice bomb. And it's really know? not. It's, it's not. It's really it, – it's
0: always surprised me. And, you know, I have friends who have said – well, we haven't gotten to the ninety five percent or the hundred percent rye yet because you know we don't we're not sure if we're ready for it. But I mean, it, if if you're listening to this and you have never tried that high of a rye mash bill, I would highly encourage you to do so because it's it's such a pleasant and different experience from other rye whiskeys, even high rye bourbons. You know, I mean, it just kind of pales in comparison to the the experience that you get with a 95% or a 100% rye whiskey.
2: This might be a good time to point out as well. Uh, Mark and I believe in barrel strength spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we never do any any cutting, there's no proofing down of of, and- the, of the spirits and I think that
1: from the very beginning, our first uh, any, uh, you know, distill that we had, we said, well, we should give it to people how they, you know, we like it. And we want the full strength. You could do anything you want after you buy it. You, you can put the Cuba ice in it. You can put water in it. You could, you know, put Coca-Cola in it. You <laughs> can do anything you like. how it. We're, but this is how we liked it and think, you know, you can, it's, it's a great starting point with, uh, you know, barrel strength. You
3: know. And
2: I think the that is what you're maybe getting at with this rye.
1: So we're
0: we're now moving on to batch two, of the rye. Which one? So, Mark, was this your blend that you?
3: Oh, I don't you, know. Well, you oh, have to you'll have to all test right, these all two right, and all uh, right. see what you think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this uh, is one thirteen. The other, uh, the first batch was a one twelve point two. So. Very close. Very little difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So this is literally just a different combination of barrels.
1: This
0: one has more rye characteristics to it, but also has more of those traditional like vanilla and caramel flavors. Interesting. That is really good. <laughs> that just kind of, I, I
3: hmm.
0: you know, what's funny is I think I, I had mentally prepared myself for the two of them to be. Similar enough to where I was like, oh, it's you know good on them for consistency.
3: <laughs> two different was not palettes. expecting
0: that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Is this yours, Mark? This this one's mine. Yeah, I'm two. She's one. <laughs> And it's a 50-50 split every time. But we really get a, a lot of joy out of who's ahead if we go out and do a tasting. And I get, I, you know, there's six people. I get four, and she gets two. I'm ahead, but then I'll go to the next one, and she'll get four, and I'll get two, you know. And then she's all smiles.
0: <laughs> so let, let's talk, too, for a second, because uh, last night you guys did a tasting at, at Justin's House of Bourbon. Yes. How do you all prefer to do uh, tasting experiences with your customers?
2: Well, that's a great question because we, this is the first week that we've actually had the luxury of going out and visiting some folks and, um, and the luxury of having the whole lineup. So we had the mm-hmm. whole Carter family this week. <clears throat> Last night, we only poured the, the, 12-year-old. the 12-year-old American whiskey. Uh, but earlier this week, we actually, we were down in Bowling Green and we spent some time um, with Hickory Mr. And Cody down at Hickory and Oak. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. Uh, he gathered a, a great group of folks together down there, and we actually poured through everything at the at the event. And so we started just like we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. So we did, and there were 30 people there. <laughs> I don't know how often we're going to get to do that, but we had we had all the bottles with us this week, and he had reached out, and so. We thought it was important to go down there and say hello. We thought
1: there'd be maybe a couple people there.
2: I thought we were going to have a little quiet <laughs> dinner. And the,
1: the restaurant was jammed, and I didn't know they were there for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they weren't there for us. What they were there surprise. for the whiskey. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Oh, fair. That's that's fair. that's fair. But it was wonderful. It was a the great. Food time was great.
1: The people were great down there. You know, yeah. uh, we just loved to, and we'd love to go back anytime to Bowen Green, and, and we'd like to do some more of those tastings around. For the last 10 years, we've only been going between Lexington, Louisville, and Bartstown. And this was a chance, finally, to go out and see some of the the friends and people that have actually supported us.
0: Yeah. And and it
2: really is nice. I can't stress that enough um, to have all of them to taste people through the lineup. Because throughout the last year, as we were launching the different, uh, as we were doing the different releases, of course, we only had with us what we were currently releasing. Right. So right. it's been nice to take a breath in this quiet time of the year and be able to go and show the kind of the full range.
0: Right. What, what's your all's relationship like with your customers, with your, your, your yeah, with your customer base? I mean, ha, have you guys been pretty interactive with them? Have they responded well to the, the brand and everything?
1: Yeah. And Sherry's really good at responding to everybody. Anybody that has a, you know, a a glass of whiskey or whiskey or bourbon in their name, I become friends with, you know, I just, (laughs) I did this same thing with wine. Anybody had a wine glass? I just thought that must be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But Sherry, you'll actually do a lot of
2: correspondence. He's very non-discretionary. Like I said, he's very friendly. (laughs) Um, welcome yeah. Kentucky <laughs> <laughs> yes it's been you know what it's, that's a great question it's been um, it's been awesome to um, be able to connect with people yeah. through social media and I'm very open and welcome to people reaching out and I'll answer whatever questions I can um, the one question folks ask me a lot is where can I get it and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's the one question that's the most difficult to answer because I don't know. <laughs> and I can't sell it directly. Right. And um, We give so it
1: all to the distributor, yeah. and then they you know, put it where they think would do the best good for the brand.
0: I mean, I've, I've had friends who have said, oh, I, I really loved Rye Batch 1. Can you get me a Rye Batch 2? And I was like, I'll try. But
3: <laughs> yeah, we
1: don't even have any really, you know, we've kept a few bottles for, you know,
3: our, to library. our
1: library to check mm-hmm. back on. And, you know, nice to go visit them again. You know, so we have a place where we come from. But
2: I mean, every batch is labeled and I do all the hand hand numbering and handwriting on the labels. So you can see clearly how many bottles are in each batch. Right. So this is twelve hundred and eighty nine bottles in this batch two. Batch one was twelve sixty nine. The bourbon was fifteen sixty
3: seven. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> ultra limited, ultra limited, super
1: premium. I mean that.
0: that and is it's
1: all in Kentucky. We don't, you know, have it anywhere else. Yeah. This is Kentucky only, and you know, we we love uh, you know being right here. That's why we came back uh, to do this.
0: So let's move on to now the uh, the twelve and the twenty seven year, yeah. which you all announced uh, last year was coming out. And now it's here, and I think I might have had the 12-year before, actually, here at Justin's. Um,
1: only been out since December.
0: Then, maybe not. I can't remember. Um, by the way, I want to point out, uh, Sherry has moved on from letting Mark pour her, her glass <laughs> to pouring her own.
1: Yeah, she doesn't like my pours, I don't think. You know, I maybe do like I'm a your little por- heavy pour.
2: I do like your pours, but I, we got a day ahead of us here.
0: I call them, um, or I don't call them, I... I I'm a little bit heavy-handed as well. And my friends have now coined it the Perry Pour. The
2: Perry Pour. <laughs> yes. Mark's known around our house as Mark Bottomless Pour Carter. <laughs> my girlfriends just love him. I just want to
0: <laughs> make people happy. I do the same thing. It's worth <laughs> If it's worth
2: pouring, That's it's worth right. sharing. Right. And, you the know. champagne glasses are always full. I love you. I <laughs> Thank do- you, honey. I love you a lot.
1: I love you, too. <laughs>
0: So, this is a whiskey. This is not a bourbon or a rum. That is correct. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit, too, about the craft that went into this one.
1: This was much easier, actually, than <laughs> some of them. This only it, took, like, eight eight tries.
2: Actually, it was because it only took eight attempts. We second-guessed it like crazy. Yeah. Oh, I would have, too. And, yeah. and it was I totally like understand, can't understand be, that. We can't be this happy with this yet. Right. Right? You know, and this was, this was what we did after the bourbon, which was the 31 attempts and 13 barrels. And yeah. So... Um, yeah, this is, uh, did, have you seen what the proof is? No. Okay, good. So
1: okay. you're tasting it, and you, now you have a good palate, and you well, should tell you. us what, uh, All right. you think All right. they, um, go. the proof is. Based
0: on the nose, it doesn't seem like it's a extremely high proof,
1: but I haven't tasted
0: it yet, so. Before I get to the proof, the mouthfeel is unbelievable. It is incredibly oily and, and just coats all over the tongue. Uh, I feel like you're playing me on this one, <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for it. I'm going to say it's in the uh, 115
1: to 120 range. Well, that's a good guess. But, but it's wrong. It, it's, no, it's it, a good guess. Okay. It's a good guess. A lot of people say one ten, but it is one thirty four point nine. Holy moly! Okay. You know, it's a, it's up there in that stag. <laughs> you know, it's dangerously. You wow! Know, good, I
2: think. But I love I love the layers of flavor. I get I chocolate mm-hmm. and ginger and all of this crazy.
1: And this is just American whiskey. One of the things that happens when we taste and we blend, we know it's right when. The you know hairs either on our, our arm or the back of our neck goes up and go, it's definitely oh, a that, a that a that's, hitting, right now. that's hitting something in my brain that's yeah. just going oh yep. that's 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 really good and
2: we do count on that when we're blending at home I can't I have to walk around when I'm blending and tasting yeah I can't and I have to close my eyes and walk away mm-hmm. and then I can kind of open my brain and my my sensory experience yeah. up
0: do you do a lot of like blind tastings to get the the blend right too or do you basically know what every blend is. We do
2: the blind tastings after we've come up with something we like. Okay. Then we might come up with, we'll throw that into a mix and Mark will give me, you know, three or four other things with it. And if I'm still pulling that out and and they they imprint like children.
3: <laughs> I mean, you could pick <laughs> sure. it out of a room and yeah.
2: um and so but if that's still true that those that, that's still what we're drawn to, then that really makes us feel confident that that's where we want to be with it.
0: Yeah. So how many barrels went into this blend?
2: Eight.
0: Eight. Okay. And yeah. I'm guessing the youngest was was twelve then. Yep. Based yeah, on it ACV. was all twelve. All it 12. was all twelve. Yeah. Okay. All twelve. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. I I'm almost left speechless by by this one just because I'm so taken aback by how overall pleasing it is, and and yeah. and I mean that's such a a almost a generic way of describing it, but it's so pleasant in every facet that you would hope for. The nose is really robust. The palate is just creamy and thick and oily. But I know I, mean, I put creamy and oily in the same sentence, but I mean it. It almost has that where it's just it. It has almost everything you want in a whiskey.
2: Yeah. I'm just we we spacious. really fell in love with it. Actually, I I love the. I feel like it's very very different. Yeah. I mean, it's, I do too. It, it's hard to kind of nail down, you know, what's going on in there.
0: You mentioned stag, but I think that it's almost in a different ballpark from stag. I mean, it's,
1: well, it, it's, it's not hot, you know, and a lot of times, those big, right. you know, proofs can get hot. It just has this has that wonderful
2: sweetness, too. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm a fan of stag, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I am, too. Yeah. It was in gotcha.
0: my um, top three yeah. for 2018. Any
1: anytime I get big proof, I'm there. I'm that guy, (laughs) you know. So once we got done with doing, you know, Manhattan's with Maker's Mark, and I love Maker's Mark, but you know, I I found this thing called Booker's, and it was this high proof thing, and it really even made a really better, you know, cocktail in a lot of ways because you got the proof with the cocktail, you know. And so that's, I think that's what got us on the high proof.
0: So so what are you guys drinking if you're not drinking Old Carter then? Is it Makers and
1: Bookers or e- everything? We're always trying everything yeah. we can find that's new, that's unique. We love flavor. If we know. go
2: to a bar and we haven't had something, we will buy. Oh my it. god, I got
1: to try that. Yeah, I got try, to try that.
2: We're constantly <laughs> trying. <laughs> we're, and you know it's We're
1: b- enthusiasts
2: too. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> With a capital E. <laughs> um,
0: it's on uh, your business cards. It is.
2: <laughs> well, my my former business card said professional enjoy list, so I think that qualifies. <laughs> my father gave me that title. That's amazing. Uh, uh, well, I was saying that, um, you know, there are so many wonderful new products on the market, Yeah. and so we we just enjoy, you know, we really love getting yeah. out there, and whenever we're out and about, if we see anything we haven't had, we we get it to try it.
0: Yeah. Do you do the same in... Um, you know, I I don't know what the the big package stores out in California are like, or if there are any big ones. But you know, when you when you go to your stores, and you, you see something you you've never had before, do you typically pick that
1: up as well? Yes, we do. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. especially Actually, if we you heard a, something we about a, it, or we kn- we've been following them a little bit. You know, right. We, we do. It's, we it's love the
2: little independent stores. We've got yeah. one up in Eureka in Humboldt. Where. Uh, the hotel and restaurant,
1: John's Liquors and Cigars.
2: Hotel, yeah, Hotel Carter and Restaurant Three Hundred One are located, and um, <laughs> he's uh, unbelievably in Northern California. He's got some wonderful barrel picks and yeah. and a nice yeah. little selection. That's awesome. So we go out there, and then of course he's got stuff that nobody knows what it is out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we scoop all those up too. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a good deal. It's yeah. fun. It is fun. We enjoy it. So.
0: Do Do you guys have a pretty good community of whiskey drinkers in in California as well? Or do you?
2: We're working on it. Yeah.
1: Well, and we get a lot of people that come out from, you know, actually Kentucky to come see us in Napa Valley. Yeah. And we have our own little home bar with everybody's stuff on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, actually my home bar is actually bigger. I have a hotel and restaurant I started with, uh, you know, like 40 some years ago. And it has a really good bourbon bar there. But the only thing is my bourbon bar at my house is bigger. <laughs> so a lot of people just go there.
2: Yeah, we have, we have devoted over half of our living space to a bar.
0: I can't tell if that was a little bit of angst behind that or no, you were wonderful. pleased by it. Okay.
2: I, I'm, I meditate there daily.
0: <laughs> That's, that kind of sounds like Dixon, too. Because <laughs> I... I'd, have have had him on the show before as well and um, know him through you know just mutual connections and everything and he was talking about you know when he's you know maybe getting stressed out by everybody at the end and he's like well I have to go do some work in the office and it's basically him working on the next blend for Kentucky
1: Owl. So. Taste, tasting things. Yeah. 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 Do you also have a pretty good relationship with Dixon? Love Dixon. Dixon's like a son. He's born on the exact same day as me but just really? a few years apart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was funny when we, uh, he was uh, drinking uh, some um, wine. He was going to celebrate a birthday, and and it was around my birthday um, a few years back. And, you know, I said, well, whose birthday is it, Dixon? He said, well, it's mine, actually. I'm going to pop open a bottle of Carter Cellars, you know. I said, well, when's your birthday, Dixon? He says, May 21st. And I said, well, that's my birthday, too. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. (laughs) (laughs) And it was pretty crazy, you know.
0: (laughs) That's so bizarre. (laughs)
1: Kindred spirits, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, you know, he's an innkeeper. I'm an innkeeper. Exactly. You know, we have a, a, totally a lot in common.
0: And it sounds, too, that you all kind of have this just, just kind of general sensibility of, of family relationships, too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, how, how has family played into the, the way that you all have branded yourself with old Carter?
1: Well, you know, Sherry is, you know, it, it's just her and me, you know, and it's... uh Doing Old Carter, and it's really fun, you know. Um, I have actually uh, two two kids, but uh, they're not involved in, in in this brand at all. So it's uh, something for for Sherry, and uh, so. <laughs> Were there whiskey drinkers before you all?
2: Um,
1: I don't know. What do you think, honey?
2: That's a great <laughs> question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I was the first whiskey drinker in my family. So what led you She was you a really,
1: gin drinker before. We yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> and nothing no, wrong no, with actually, that. No, actually
2: I wasn't. I oh. started with whiskey. Oh,
0: that's good. I do like gin. I'm, I'm gin's starting to grow on me as well. Yeah, uh, I like but, gin as well. So what led you to to whiskey then instead of you know, you know what it, your family was drinking?
2: Uh it's uh, that's a good question as well. So I my first job um uh in northeastern northeastern Ohio was working for a very small photography company. It was just a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And he was Greek, and she was from Ohio. And great, this great couple, and I had tons of admiration for them. And of course, you know, he was Greek, so he was very exotic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exotic and excitable?
2: Yes,
3: actually. He it
2: he was quite passionate. Uh, but his wife, Patricia. Uh, we would go out to dinner. We we became very good friends. So we did a lot of social time as well as work. And Pat would always have one Manhattan wherever we went out to dinner. She'd have a Manhattan, <laughs> and then she'd have a glass of wine or whatever with dinner or whatever. And I was just turning 21, and so I thought, you know, what is this man? What's this mystique about this Manhattan thing? Yeah. And so I tasted her Manhattan and kind of fell in love with it. So then I started having one Manhattan every time <laughs> I went out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no one in my family really drank whiskey. It was, um, I never thought just about that. Just happenstance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I so, just poured the 27-year. So I'll in pour in the glass. <laughs> You get none. So
0: this, like, this is really mm-hmm. interesting. You, you turned the bottle around for me to see the, the label and everything. Um, First off, I want to point out, this is a lower proof than what we just, a little what we bit. just had. Not by much. It's <laughs> 124.3. This is also only bottle. Th- there are only 72 bottles in this run, and this is 68 of 72.
2: Yeah, and That's the big run. This is our biggest <laughs> run.
1: We, we did some barrels, and some of them were only 14 bottles. So uh, these are all, wow. none of them, this has been cut again. This is all, you know, barrel strength, single barrel barrel strength, you know, 27-year-old, which, again, you know, we could have, you know, you stretch it out, you could make <laughs> a small batch, you know, you could do things like yeah. that, but we just felt these were so special by themselves. Based on the nose, it's very
0: special. There is, out of everything that we've had so far, I haven't picked this up yet, but it's I Kind of a toasted marshmallow note that, on yeah. it, but with all of the char and everything that you get if you're like
1: over an open flame
0: yeah, with it
2: and caramelized sugar.
1: What I like about oh. this, and a lot of people, you know, when you start getting into older, you know, uh, bourbons, some of them, you know, can be woody. This to me is just the right amount of freshness and really new wood, not old. Okay, I just
0: had my first sip of it. It's clear that this is the big brother, big sister to the 12 year. Yes. as everything. It, I kind of dug myself a grave, though, saying that the 12 year was so, you know, everything that I wanted. But then the 27 year kicks that up Thank to you. 11. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, again, so full-bodied. That toasted marshmallow note that I was getting on the nose is definitely present on the palate as well. The viscosity is unbelievable, too. I mean,
1: there it is.
3: There yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> and I think it works for sherry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the hair just raised on the back of her arm, so I know she's doing good. And with it's this. on the back of my neck. So,
0: <laughs> my goodness, y'all.
2: So I was at home washing the dishes, and Mark came into the kitchen in Calistoga, and he had a little glass in his hand, and he slid it across the counter, and he said, taste this. And I said, well, what is it? And he said, I'm not just, telling you. Just, just taste, taste it. it.
0: <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Okay.
2: I tasted it, and I looked at him, and oh I my said, God. I don't care what this is, but we've got to have it. Mm-hmm. And that this,
3: and it was the this this.
2: sample of this 27-year-old. Oh, boy. We just feel very, very, very fortunate to be able to work with
0: it. Yeah. It doesn't drink like 124 proof. I would say it doesn't even drink like it's 27 years. I, I mean, it, you know, despite the fact that, you know, it is that old and it has all of those extremely exquisite flavors to it. I mean, I, it, it's not so o- overpowering to where you couldn't maybe have another glass or, you know, it, like you would have to take a whole lot of time in between each pour or each sip.
2: We feel like it drinks more like a, a cognac or an Armagnac.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It does have that viscosity of it um, in that mouthfeel, too. So you, you guys had said, too, that you didn't want to age state anything under 10 years. Yeah. That's a really interesting marketing tactic because so many people are, are almost kind of hell-bent on if they can put an age on their bottle, they're going to. Sure, we're in the age now of age statements being taken away more so than we are them being added to to bottles. But, you know, what made 12 and 27 year so special to where you felt like we have to put this out, this has to be age stated and, and on the market?
1: Well, like I said, it was over 10 years, you know, we could of course. say it was 10 years over and, it, you know, I felt at that point, we can actually do age statements. You know, I don't think it makes much difference. I, I saw age statements on. We love drinking old, dusty, and you know, we've got some beautiful <laughs> Stissel Weller that's only five years old. It says five years on it, but it was put up in 19, you know, 45, and it sure. was bottled in 1950 or something yeah. like that. And they're they're beautiful, you know. But you know, they I. Why, you know, what's a couple of years and when, you know, when it's that young? You yeah. Know,
2: yeah, we're not afraid to let people know how old anything is. Yeah, we'll tell. Um, I, and I think that these two, uh, the American whiskeys, are a little unique. We knew that we were obviously going to put the statement on the 27 year. And we got some pushback for not having age statements on our, our first three releases. I'm not going
3: Ex- to lie. Exactly. Yeah. People want to say, you know, well, I was like, how old to, is it? I was know?
2: happy to tell people, but if it came up on a thread or whatever I wasn't involved yeah. in, and I wasn't involved in it. So um, when we knew that we were going to do the 27-year, and these are both American whiskeys, it just kind of made sense because the 12-year was over 10 years, yeah. which was our first
1: Of course. Yeah.
2: Desire um you know why not put that on there because yeah. these two are are kind of like sisters and um and then the decision to to release them at the same time um it just it just kind of made sense visually sure and um i love the way that they have both uh turned out um obviously this is barrel number 9 that we're sampling we also released barrel number 2 and mm-hmm. barrel number 5 uh barrel 2 had 45 bottles in it and barrel 5 had 38 bottles in it. Oh my gosh. So, really small yields. um, Also, very delicious. I wish we had all three for you to try today. (laughs) I'm saying that in a selfish way. I'd like to try the two and the five again right now.
0: I mean, you've also said that and you've been very gracious with the the amount of pours that you've you've had for me on this. But, look, I gotta be honest, though. This is easily my favorite out of... (laughs) It's pretty (laughs) special.
1: It's something unique, that's for sure. It absolutely is,
0: yeah. And I, I think that, you know, in a in a day where there aren't that many age stated products, and, and those that are, you know, kind of are in this this higher age range, I think this stands out. And you know, for anybody listening, maybe you know you're not able to acquire a bottle, but if you go to a bar and you see the twenty seven year sitting back there, I would encourage you to try it because regardless of you know your your experience maybe with with older barrels, older bottles of bourbon or whiskey. This is going to be a, a unique experience for you, by far. So try it; it's fantastic. Thank you, <laughs> very thank you very much. And we so,
2: have seen it out and about. We've yeah. been. We saw last night here in Lexington. In Lexington, a couple back bars have it. OBC. Yeah. Haven't been to OBC. Been I'm sure. Over I'm to sure he them. has it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. It's over at Lockbox. Norma has it at Lockbox. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, they've got it in uh, at the other. Didn't they have it in Louisville as well? Um, the 27. At um, yeah yeah. Proof oh, on Main. Proof on Main. Proof yeah. on Main at the other 21. Is that their 21 seat? Yeah. Yes. okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Those are the
2: only two we've seen. It.
1: We tried to you know we the uh, distributor tried to get it out into actually you know. On premise where people could Could actually taste taste it, it, Mm -hmm. which we really appreciate because, you know, we want people to try these. We want them to actually drink these bottles. We don't really want them just to put them in a case and never been, You know, True. not
2: to taste so them. So just let us know where you want to meet, and we'll bring a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody can taste it. <laughs> we're happy to pour. Happy Come on to down pour. to Justin's, <laughs> you can see the bottle's half empty. We've yeah. been we've been a, we've been out and about, but I I want to add f- a funny thing. So we did a box for the 27 year old, and um, the boxes that we decided on at the last minute, uh, we looked at at boxes that were already built, and we. We weren't happy with anything, of course. And so the room that you're sitting in, our our, our builder, um, his name is Eddie. And yes, so he I know built Eddie. A, yeah. We yeah. love Eddie. He's a great guy. And his buddy yeah. Mark and the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Actually, I built the fireplace with the crew. I Did you little, really? I do a little stonework on the side. And, um,
1: <laughs> in spare time. Sherry, you're so cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to stay out of jail, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie has done everything in here. So he did the doors. He did the cabinets. He, yes. He's so talented. And so we couldn't find boxes that we liked. And I said to Mark, I'm calling Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he'll build our boxes. So Eddie actually hand-built all of the old Carter boxes. Really? And then um, uh, our buddy, Mr. Dangler, who has the Kentucky Double, he did the etching on the side for the old Carter. Wow. And um, – and so we were thrilled with the way that the boxes look. Actually. Well, yeah, and, there and there's, there's
0: one. one sitting right above the fireplace yeah. as well that is just beautiful. It reminds me of, um, you know, before Booker's went to that dark wood yeah. for their boxes. Um,
2: I, I just think it's And those gorgeous, are some old but. fence posts that Eddie had laying around the place. <laughs>
1: He's pretty. He's really creative. That gummit, we'll, Eddie. We yeah, love that Eddie. To me,
2: that is so like perfect for our brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only eighty-four of those boxes in existence.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you kind of touched on it just just briefly, or kind of alluded to it, and I, I have to ask this because you know it, we're also at a point where people are buying buying product up with one of maybe three intentions drink it store it or flip it and the flipping occurs on the secondary market which you know now is really prominent on Facebook how have you guys responded to the secondary flippers you on, know on Facebook.
1: I you know I don't have a problem. Like I say, after you you buy a bottle, it's your from, property. It's your property. You can do anything you want with it. You know. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it though. That's really what we what we're trying to do is make a product, the wine, you know, the bourbons, the whiskeys, the rice, all mm-hmm. the things we do. We want you to really sit down and enjoy it.
2: We want people to have experience. You know, and even yeah. some. You
1: know, when you get to a 27 year old single barrel barrel strength. You know, it's a rarity, and it does cost a lot of money, but I love, you know, I saw it the other night, uh, the guys have groups. They go in, and they buy it together, buy it and t- they yep. drink it together. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the best.
3: Don't
2: cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with that, though. I, I mean, too. you know, it, it, uh, it, I agree. if you can't experience it on your own, why not? You know, yeah, do you it can. with friends. That's you what it's all about. It.
3: Because you'll never you know,
2: you taste it and you'll remember it. I'm sure you've got bottles that in your in your repertoire that you've tasted you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And I, to me that's this one, that's why one of them sitting it. on the
0: table right here.
2: Uh, <laughs> but that's why I'm not trying to pander
0: either. I'm being that, very that's serious why about why
2: Everyone I know, everyone who's in the industry, that's what they desire. They're yeah. they're putting their heart and soul into something because they want people to enjoy it. They're they're making it to be To be consumed and to be enjoyed with friends and and all, you know. Absolutely. And that's part of, it's just like creating a piece of art. And with a piece of art, you know, only a certain amount of people may stumble upon it in their lives. And these bottles are just like that. That creative spirit is right in there. and.
1: Shuri actually kisses almost every label as she's handwriting these to send I them out. I kiss them
2: with my heart. <laughs> to, send,
3: to
1: send them out into the world. I, They're I like actually, her children, you I know? I actually
2: do. I do all the handwriting, and I, I put an intention into every label. I say, I'm like, have fun.
3: Love you. See you later. <laughs> Be good. Make <laughs> friends. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> make good choices. <laughs> that's never, my, that's my favorite one is Make good choices. <laughs>
0: So to, to kind of wrap things up, um what's the future like for, for old Carter? Where do you guys wanna expand in the next couple
1: of years? Well, we want to
2: continue We're taking it one day at a time, Barry. Yeah,
1: one day at a time. But I think I think what we really wanna do Don't my kind of people is also be able to have some more great products this coming year. You yeah. know. And do like maybe four releases a year, like we did roughly um, this year. You know, um, uh, actually, last year at 18. Yeah. We want to do the same thing in 19. And we love single barrels, so we'll do some more single barrels, maybe some 14s. We got some 14s that we would love to do.
2: Yeah.
1: And some more 27s. And so.
2: We're working on the new rye, the rye batch tree, mm-hmm. right, right yeah, now. Yep.
3: Yeah. Which will be samples. out in the next
2: couple months. So.
0: All right. Well, Mark, then just text me and let me know when that's coming up. <laughs> Mark and Sherry, thank you all so much for sitting down with me. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Perry, it's um, our pleasure.
0: Where can people find you on social media if they would like to follow up with you?
2: So on Instagram, we're Old Carter Whiskey Co. Um, Mark is at Mark Carter Fifty Two. Yeah, I'm at Old. <laughs> I'm at Old Sherry Carter. Uh, Facebook, um, Old Carter Whiskey Co. Um, keeping it low-key there you know?
0: go that's all that matters yeah well again i just want to say thank you all so much for being on it's um, it's been our pleasure thank it's so fun so much it's fun, fun. It's absolutely a really yeah
1: great pleasure and an honor yeah thank you
0: and uh, actually
2: you're our first tasting in this kind of a setting yeah so maiden voyage for tasting there we go more to come maybe recorded tasting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: all on record it. now honey i love it <laughs> It's, out, it's gonna be out in the public. There's oh no yeah, going now back.
2: We can't do our rye game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to follow up with us on social media, we are at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us a like and chat with us. We're always willing to see what's going on with you. Uh, let's see what else. Bourbonshop.threadless.com is where you can find all of our merch and apparel. Uh, we have a free shipping a uh, promotion going on until the end of January, I believe. Uh, Patreon.com slash podcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. You get free content. You get exclusive shows. You get to vote on what's going to be coming up in the next couple of episodes. That's going to be up there probably soon. And you also get things like advanced ticket sales, to say our very first live show, which is happening in Louisville at the Silver Dollar, and that's going to feature women of bourbon uh, with a crew including Peggy No stevens Sarah, who has been on the show from It's Bourbon Night, and then Andrea Wilson from Mictors, And then give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. That really helps us out. And we'll see you next week. Mark and Sherry, thank you all so much again.
2: you just jogged my memory. Oh, yeah? This is how good I am. (laughs) We have some merchandise. Oh, do you? We do. Okay. So there's, a, there's a little shop on the, on the website. So you can actually get old Cardiff T-shirts and hats and coasters and stuff like that. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: once again, thank you all so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's been you. a lot of fun. We really been appreciate fun. it. Absolutely. I will see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. Cheers.